Hey, you guys, this is episode 53. Um, this is about Oscar Ray Bolin Jr. Oscar Ray Bolin Jr. was murdered, or murder, I'm sorry, murdered three Tampa Bay area young women in 1986. Their murders went unsolved until an anonymous tip came in in 1990. He would eventually become convicted and sentenced to death for his crimes. On January 25th, 1986, 25-year-old Natalie Holloway, or Holloway, what did I get Holloway from? Because she was a missing person. Oh, okay, okay. Now, I remember you vaguely telling me this. Because when I went to look up information about Natalie Holly, all I can, everything that pulled up was about Natalie Holloway, you know, because of all the, I mean, they're both equally sad. Okay, Natalie Holly. Um, she vanished after her shift as a night manager at Church's Fried Chicken in Tampa. Natalie was known. I didn't even realize that Church's Chicken was around that long. Um, Natalie was known as Blanche. Uh, Blanche to her family because her mother's name was also Natalie. What a weird nickname to go by. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Blanche is her middle name. What a weird middle name. <laughs> Stephanie's body was discovered. She was found wrapped in sheets and towels. They said she had been stabbed and her skull was crushed. What did I say? I said what? School. School. <laughs> Fucking school. <laughs> On December 4th, 1986, 26-year-old Terry Lynn Matthews disappeared from Lana Lake's post office. After Terry was taken, Oscar went and asked his younger half-brother, Philip, for help. Some articles say that Philip was 13 years old. Philip said that he heard moaning sounds, and at first he thought it was a dog. I'm sorry. But when he looked at the when he looked at the sheet with St. Joseph's Hospital logo on it, he knew it was a person. Oscar told Philip that she was shot near Orlando Lakes Post Office and it was a drug deal gone bad. Philip said that he also seen Oscar walk over to the body, raise a wooden stick with a metal end and hit the body several times like an axe. Or one of those pitchfork thingies. Well, it will come out later in the okay. article, but it's something called a tire body. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but I guess they said that was their murder weapon, something called a tire body. Okay. Philip said he had to turn away because he was scared to watch. Which at 13, I can imagine that. Well, any age would be hard. To yeah. See that. Even as a grown woman, I like, I don't think I could sit there and watch somebody get murdered. Yeah, I don't think that's... Yeah, that's what I was like. No, not just 13, just any age of... A lot of people couldn't watch another person just straight up get brutally murdered. Oh, hell no, I couldn't. <laughs> um, Oscar then turned on a water hose and sprayed the body. Oscar demanded Philip to help him move Terry onto the back of the Ford, on on the back of a Ford tow truck. That would kind of make sense with the more like have it go down her throat than just kind of like spraying her. Um, so I just Googled what a, um, a tire, tire buddy was. So it's like a wooden stick that has a metal end that you hit the side of the tire. You oh, remember in that check- movie, like Joyride? Oh, where you check the, just check the pressure, man. Yeah, just check the pressure of the tire. That's what it is. 
oh. instead of you sticking it on there and the air coming through and shooting the other piece okay. it's I, I don't know Wow. yeah so he beat the shit out of her with that um when philip grabbed her ankles he noticed she had no shoes on and she was wearing pantyhose oscar tried to bribe philip with money to go with him to dispose of terry but philip refused oscar went alone and came back 20 or 30 minutes later although at one point philip recanted thank you because <laughs> in my head i would say that but i was like that don't sound right <laughs> um his story would go on to testify everything that he saw on the well let's see he fucking told the truth because i mean you shouldn't lie period but there's just certain things like especially after something like that that's somebody's kid that's somebody's sister that's somebody's daughter in my opinion i feel like because he was so young why he recanted it at first is i think he was scared yeah and then he He watched somebody he knows His brother literally murders somebody. So in the back of his mind, he's probably thinking, if I fuck up, he's going to do that same shit to me. And that's like what my theory is at first. On December 5th, 1986, Terry's boyfriend, Gary McLean, um, was concerned that she didn't let him know when she got home. So Gary decided to trace her steps. He eventually found her red Honda parked outside of a post outside the post office with the headlights still on. Well, damn. I believe this is still at night. Or um, I apologize. I believe this is early in the morning because in oh, morning, this, the night that she went missing. So she got taken. I think this. Um, okay, December fourth, and then he found her her it, car he December fifth. But okay. I think it's still like nighttime, like early morning, um, because. After she got out of court, she spent a little time with him, and then she was going home. She always called to let him let him know, like, "Hey, I got home safely." But when she, he never got the phone call, that's when he grew concerned, and then went. That's when he came across her um, her car in the parking lot, and I think it had it. I think it was still like two, three o'clock in the morning. I was more worried of like how her battery survived for days like that but i i didn't realize it was literally just it's, like a day because <laughs> i'm like damn probably, it's like three four days and her battery lights is still on i think it's probably <laughs> in reality it was only like a few hours right gary saw terry's mail scattered across the ground and her purse was found inside the car inside the car seat nothing was taken from the purse the cops were called. When Philip went to school on December 5th, 1986, he talked to his friend Danny Ferns about what happened the night before. Danny asked Philip to take him to where it happened. When they arrived to at the house, Danny saw blood stains on the ground and the grass area was all disturbed. Danny would go on to testify about what he saw. The same day Stephanie's body was found was the same day that Terry's body was found, which was December 5th, 1985. Uh, Terry's body was discovered near the side of the road, wrapped in a wet sheet with no shoes. Her throat was cut and her head was bludgeoned. All three of the murders went unsolved until someone called in an anonymous tip line in 1990. Uh, the person That person ended up being Oscar's ex- wife's new husband ex-wife said something about the murders and then he when he found out he called the like tournament 
<laughs> um, but I never under what I didn't understand is if she was aware of it, why didn't she? Maybe she was scared of him. Yeah. Maybe he had anger issues and she knew. When police came to arrest Oscar for murder for the murder of Natalie and Stephanie and Terry, he was already serving time in jail in Ohio. He was serving time for kidnapping and raping a woman at gunpoint. He pled guilty and was serving 25 to 75 years. Oscar's cousin, Douglas Tedro. Uh, said they abducted 30-year-old Deborah Diane Stowe outside a convenience store. They raped her, but Oscar was the one who strangled her to death. Um, it says, not sure what happened, if the cousin was charged or if any if anyone else was charged for her murder. I can't find anything. I can't find anything about hers because hers gets kind of, it falls into the other one where they're like, he was, Oscar was, um, connected to another murder and it goes into Deborah's. I felt like she needed like a little bit of justice for her too and he probably did get charged with rape but I couldn't find not not too many judges is gonna let that type of situation just go I guess I should have looked that up and I'm I'm not too sure um no it's okay because Cheryl Kobe who was the ex-wife of Oscar's was sick of her testimony was because she was um they knew she was um severely sick when she gave her testimony mm-hmm. they decided to go ahead and um video record her so that way um in case they had to go back to it they could okay Cheryl passed away after the first child that's fucked up um in her testimony she stated that she was hospitalized numerous times in 1986 because she was a severe diabetic so she would often bring home hospital towels and sheets from St. Joseph's Hospital. She this bitch still in the sheets. <laughs> she said the sheets that was wrapped around Terry did resemble the ones that she had brought home. Cheryl also stated that she had a P.O. box at the Lano Lakes Post Office and Oscar would pick up her Social Security checks when she was at the hospital. In July of 1991, Oscar was convicted of Natalie's murder. October 1991, he was found guilty of Stephanie's murder. And in 1992, he was found guilty of Terry's murder. Oscar would go go on to appeal these convictions. All of Oscar's convictions were reversed at least twice due to legal errors. In 2015, Oscar had been convicted multiple times. He was tried three times in Terry's case, three times in Stephanie's case, and four times in Natalie's case. New juries found him guilty in all three cases. He would eventually be found guilty and receive the death penalty for Terry and Stephanie and second-degree murder for Natalie. Natalie, who was known as Blanche, (laughs) uh, to her family... To her family, her mother's name was also Natalie. Um, all three mother, whoa, all three mothers, Natalie, Kathleen Reeves, and Donna Whitmore, or Whitmar, attended nearly all of Oscar's ten trials over two decades. Natalie, which is the mom, the mom, okay, um, was too weak and ill to attend the last trial. 
Maya Gregory, who is the former co-worker of Natalie, called her with the news that he was found guilty at his last trial. Natalie died at the age of 86. Her friend Marge Martin said she she had to know that he was convicted again. This was the end. But not too long after she got the phone call that at the last his last trial that he was convicted again. She um passed away probably like she was holding on to make to like get that. Make sure. Yeah. Oh, this is sad. During his trials, Oscar would fall in love with a paralegal named Rosalie Martinez, who was on his defense team. Rosalie had four daughters with her husband, who was a Tampa, who was in a Tampa, who was a Tampa attorney. She would divorce her husband and go on to wow, go on to marry Oscar on live live on TV. She stood next to the picture of Oscar while he was on a speaker. 12 million people said was said to have watched them get married. She stood by Oscar saying that he was innocent. I couldn't believe Bitch. how many people watched that. Yeah, because they probably couldn't fucking believe it. They probably weren't supporting that shit. They were probably like, hell no, this bitch is crazy. Oh no, you see this bitch really fucking doing this? I Okay, I'm sorry. Like, judgment, I don't care. People who can fall in love with serial killers. Like, okay, if a murder happens, especially if it's like, you know, an accidental thing, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But it, it depends on like the situation. Mm -hmm. But if they literally kill this shit for like fun... Oh, she, oh no, she believed that like he was innocent this whole time. But my thing is, it's like anybody who can, who, oh my god, it's just disgusting. I, okay, Rosalie said, "It's a love that I, I never experienced before. What that you never get to see, like <laughs> Rosalie." <laughs> Rosalie also said, I never, never, I never, never, ever thought for a second that he was guilty of those three murders, which, okay. She's still alive? I believe so. Okay. <laughs> um, prior to his arrest for the murders, Oscar had been serving time in Ohio for kidnapping and rape. He did plead guilty to kidnapping and raping a woman at gunpoint. When police came to arrest him for the murder of the three young Tampa women, he was in an Ohio prison serving 25 to 75 years in, in Ohio for kidnapping and rape. Rosalie continues saying he pled guilty to that crime. And I, okay, hold up. But there's a big difference between that and murder. First of all, I'm not going to be with nobody when I find out that they literally beat a woman, kidnapped her at gunpoint, and raped her. Bitch, yeah. what do you think he's going to do to you at one point? And if he don't do it to you because he loves you for whatever reason, how can you live with yourself knowing that he might do it to the next one? Yeah, like he, now you know for a fact. Like he did that, but that was okay. I know. But like you, you, you're like, no, I know him. I know he didn't. Work. But yet, if he came out at least twice that he raped other women, so like that's not good either. I feel bad for her kids because, like, 
could you imagine having to tell the world like yeah my mom left my dad which was a damn good lawyer to be with some guy that she's gonna have to take care of that's sitting in prison for the rest of his life because he not only did he kidnap rape but he also murdered fucking people i think if i remember correctly i just came across it too one of her daughters like wrote a book about first meeting oscar she allowed her kids to meet him i think they're older i don't think oh, they're okay. like i don't think they were younger but um, i still wouldn't go fucking meet him but, i'm yeah, like my you out your fucking mind but the one i i believe that the one daughter wrote a book about meeting him oh my goodness I believe, and I believe this. Rosalie said, and I believe because I know Oscar very well. You've known him for how long, bitch? At this point, I believe this article. I believe this one came out in 2015, and they got married in '96. And this happened all in what '90, '90, '91. Well, she well, remember she was on his '91 is when he started his trial. And I believe she was on her, um, his defense team then. Um, they got married in 96. And I believe this, this all this conversation um, happened in 2015. It might have been earlier. But I, it was somewhere between 96 and 2015. Which, yes, I know that's a giant window. But it's somewhere in there. Still fucked up. Um, if he had, if he had committed these three murders, he would have pled to something other than death. He's always professed his innocence. So, there's a big difference between murder and fucking rape and kidnapping. That, but that is one thing that I came across a lot. Yeah, he's always said he he didn't do it. That he was in it, but. It'll come later, and I am going to jump a little ahead, but it's just on my mind now. But like, he said he was framed, and it was a setup. But if I don't understand why they would set up somebody who was already in jail. Because he was looking at 25 to 75 years, so I don't understand why they would go all this trouble to set up somebody who was already in jail in another state. Cover-up, maybe? I, I don't know. Maybe it's, it was somebody, like... Say it was somebody that was like on the law enforcement, and instead of covering, like getting them in trouble, making making them like lose their jobs or whatever, but they cover cover it after, up. Wouldn't you want to go after somebody who wasn't in jail? Was there proof that he was actually in prison at that time, or is this no, just no, no, what no, the no. lady's saying? When they went, when the call came in, that he that the anonymous tip came in that Oscar was the one who killed him. Oscar was already in jail in 1990 for um, raping the young woman. But he was free when these other girls died. Yes, in 1986, he wasn't in jail. He didn't go to jail. So he still could have done it. Yeah, but he was saying, like, oh, that they set him up. But my thing is, is like, you didn't, they came and got you in 1990 because that's when someone said you did it. Like, they, they took him from one pile brought him to Florida, but he was saying he was set up, but it's like you're already in jail. If the call just came in, why would I don't understand like why they would set you up. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like they'd be like, oh well he's already in jail. Let's just pin it on someone else if it was a setup thing. <laughs> um Anita Holly 
the sister of Natalie, aka Blanche. <laughs> uh, blames Rosalie for dragging out Oscar's execution. Um, I can I can agree with that. Anita says she actually went on national television programming proclaiming his innocence. Uh, she enjoys the variety. All right. And that just, I'm going to assume she said, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she did like it just, oh my goodness. Like, okay. No um, the day before Oscar's destinance, he gave an interview to Tampa's, Tampa's Fox 13 saying that he was framed. He said, I didn't know, I didn't know him, never seen him, never met him. Oscar would go on saying that the evidence used to convict him was both tampered with and planted. Um, now, if if it came out like he's never done anything prior, okay, maybe that could be like, but because of the fact is like you were already in jail because you got because you admitted to what you did in 1987 to that young woman, so you're in jail in Ohio, had to convince your brother your you know the brother to be like i need you to say this then the ex the ex-wife to be like she we know that natalie was taken from a p.o box say why he would be at that p.o box mm -hmm. then you'd have to get the tow truck driver to be like yeah the murder weapon described with a tire buddy which he had because he was a tow truck and that he was and we know for a fact he was in that area at that time and then they just happen to be like oh well we know because the wife is a diabetic she's been taking sheets <laughs> <laughs> it still makes like, me laugh <laughs> it does like it's a lot like yes it's a lot of circumstantial but it's a lot for somebody to frame one person and i don't understand why somebody would go <laughs> so far to frame a person who at this time is already in jail like if he wasn't in jail and he never done anything. Okay, maybe, but he's, or I, I don't know. It just that one just like crossed my mind. <laughs> no, I I, I, I agree. I agree because it don't make sense. Like out of anybody and everybody, they specifically come at you. Um, on January seventh, two thousand sixteen, he was sentenced to lethal injection at six o'clock. It was delayed by four hours until the U.S. Supreme Court rejected Oscar's final appeal without comment. Yeah, he tried to appeal on that day, and then it got shut down. And then, so they ended up still sentencing to lethal injection um, just hours, a few hours later. 53-year-old Oscar Ray Bolin Jr. died from lethal injection on January 7, 2016. He was pronounced dead at 10.16 p.m. They said it was Philip's testimony that really sealed his conviction. Well, yeah, because the brother fucking noticed and watched and seen everything fucking go down. And there's no reason for a kid like that to fucking lie on something that that extreme, that crazy. Yeah. Why would he lie to that to that extreme? And if I remember correctly, his testimony is what signed on um, because Governor Scott was in office at the time and he was the one that signed the warrant over and I think it was because of that testimony where it's like, okay, Okay. 
Okay, we'll take a break before we go into the prank stories. Alrighty. Alright, these are the little crime stories. Um, this one takes place in New Jersey. 2019, a 23-year-old was arrested on motor, re- motor vehicle theft and resisting arrest charges. The 23-year-old allegedly stole a car that someone left their keys in. Wow. Uh, the key owner jumped into a company car, then followed the 23-year-old in their car. The 23-year-old crashed and took off running. The cops were able to follow the footsteps in the the snow to his whereabouts. Um, This one takes place in West Virginia. In 2022, well, damn, it's only been a few days. In St. Albans Police are looking for a man who stole $400 worth of Jack Daniels whiskey. He walked into the Walgreens around 7 p.m. on New Year's Day and grabbed whiskey and left. I didn't even realize that Walgreens sold liquor like that. Well, they have liquor stores. I didn't even know that. Well, not, uh, well, not every Walgreens. <laughs> I've never store. seen one. <laughs> but it's like, and when I first saw the story, I was expecting it to be New Year's Eve. Like, and when I saw it was New Year's Day, I was like, "Oh no, he's not ready to stop partying." It's <laughs> <laughs> not me. He's just ready to go. This one takes place in Clearwater, Florida, December 2021. 23 23-year-old Eric Jermaine Drake, Pharrell, uh, <laughs> was arrested and charged with theft after stealing hundreds of dollars worth of cards. One day, Eric went into Walmart and stole $354 worth of Pokemon cards. Well, damn. He's the reason why we couldn't find any on the shelves, man. (laughs) Um, He took the cards into the bathroom where he opened them. He he took the cards out and he put them in his pocket and then left. Five days later, Eric came back to Walmart and grabbed $292 worth of Pokemon cards. He tried to do the same thing by going into the bathroom and putting them into his pocket and leaving. But this time, Eric was taken to the police station. He admitted that he took 68 packets of cards valued at $647.14. I would admit that I took anything unless they told me a specific amount that they know that I took. And then I'd be like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) They couldn't prove you did it the first time. They got you the second time. I know why I admitted to it. Really, dude, you're gonna steal Pokemon cards? <laughs> Probably, like, selling them. I was like, saying he's out oh, there on yeah. the streets flipping them, like, hey, hey, you got a little boy that likes Pokemon? I got no cards, but a low, low. Okay, so these are weird laws. Um, the first one is Maryland's weirdest laws. Um, first one if you live in Baltimore, it is illegal to take a lion to the movies. I want to know the story behind that one. Okay. Um, two, it's illegal to eat while swimming in the ocean. I, that's just kind of gross to me, anyways. Like, who eats around yeah. water? Because ew, it's gonna get all nasty and soggy. Probably like people that are like floating in the in the little floaties, just like eating a hot dog or something. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I can't judge. I would do it with a taco. Today. <laughs> 
I'll be like, oh, Helen, let me just get a little water. Um, margarita one hand and the taco on the other. What life? <laughs> no, I went float away. <laughs> you know how I am. I like to stay next to the shore. I gotta, I gotta get be able to get out. <laughs> um, and the third one is in 2010, Governor uh, O'Malley signed into law Maryland's Rights to Dry Act. This allows renters to have clotheslines. There are really places that do not allow you to have. I was wondering if, maybe lines. if it was one of like an HOA. They were like, no, because you know how they get picked yeah. like, things. And that one was like, no, these people want to dry their meat, have a right to dry their laundry. Dryers run up your electricity like crazy. I would hang my laundry out if I didn't live where I live. It's just too much. Plus, your dog can eat your laundry. Like, Oh my god, my dogs would eat my laundry. They would, they would, they would yes, they'd be like, oh my god, mommy put a new toy out for us. Or like, or like knock it down just to make it like nice little bed. Little mama would do that. Big mama, I'm sorry. Big mama would do that. She would snatch that shit down just to be able to lay on it with her damn blankets and shit. You know she loves her blankets. I know, spoiled. Her name fits her perfectly. <laughs> um, okay, these are weird laws in New Jersey. One, no person shall drive, no person shall drive a horse attached to a sleigh or a sled on a highway unless unless there are significant numbers of bells attached to the horse's harnesses to give warning that it's approaching. What you mean I can't go out there with horses? Gotta have enough bells. Don't have enough bells, it's illegal. Okay. Um Especially All right, New Jersey. Okay. Um, number two, in Mount Laurel, it's illegal to get drunk and annoy others in your house. Oh <laughs> my God! Be going to jail. I would be going to jail all the time. First of all, I'm annoying as fuck as it is, anyways. So just imagine, and then when I do get drunk. Oh, I'm not, I don't give a fuck. Everybody can be sleeping and I'm still in here doing my own thing, having my own fun time and everything. I don't care. When your brother was living with you, I could see this call at night. My brother would call all the time. Especially if you pissed him off. She's drunk and the bitch will not stop being annoying. They come up so quick and they would be like, all right, let's go. I'm like, no. <laughs> Hold on, let me get one more drink before we go. <laughs> Because I'm annoying your ass all the way to jail, buddy. What's your rest for? Being drunk in my own home. <laughs> exactly. Annoying people. I'm like, you know what, Steve's out here in Florida. I like to stay at home and drink because then I don't have to deal with nobody. In New Jersey, I can't do that. <laughs> I might as well go out. <laughs> Annoy the people in the, in the street. Um. Okay, so this one is the weird laws in Arizona. Um, oh, I see there's no S on this, like all the other ones. <laughs> um, they made a law in 1924 that it is illegal to have a sleeping donkey in your bathtub after 7 p.m. But he can sleep anywhere else in your house, right? Just not in your bathtub. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's supposed to be in the house, but I'm not sure. But it just says, I just know for a fact not in the bathtub. But this one actually has why the law came into effect. Um, 
emergent in 1924 allowed his donkey to sleep in a tub. The town flooded when a local dam broke and the donkey washed a mile down the valley. Oh, no. <laughs> the donkey lived. Um, but people spent a lot of lot of manpower to save it. Oh, so they had to save an animal. Oh, I forgot to. And it said it took a lot of time and a lot of manpower for them to save this donkey. And that's why they said donkeys are not allowed to be sleeping in no tub after 7 p.m. What's the difference between the donkey swimming in the tub, being in the house, and being washed from outside? <laughs> well, I guess the donkey <laughs> had, still have to the donkey, save it. The donkey had a chance to run away in the tub. It was just you go, cannot outrun a flight. <laughs> that donkey's gonna float anyways. They were just mad at that man for having a pet donkey. <laughs> no, they're probably mad because it went a mile away because it's probably just sailing away in the tub. <laughs> hey, so let that motherfucker ride out. Y'all just follow him. So I know that was cute though. That he was. I was thinking like like it was cold outside. You you gonna bring your animals in? Just like yeah. I would be fighting my dogs all night long, but if they started snowing in Florida, oh, you babies are coming in. Fuck that. Like, mama couldn't even do the cold here in Florida. I know for a fact y'all can't do the cold and snow. So, yeah, they're coming in. It's going to be a fight all night, especially big man, because he's going to be like, this is my bed. And I'm going to be like, get the fuck out of my bed. <laughs> But I thought it was like, you know, oh, it's cold. Let's bring him in. Let him sleep in the tub. And the neighbors are like, no, why would you do that? Homie's donkey was going down in a tub. <laughs> Poor donkey. Like, just, I could like, just imagine his face just looking like, what the fuck? I know, being scared in the tub. Like, just sailing down. Oh, God. Donkey's <laughs> probably, like, probably all scared. Be like, I don't even know how to get home. Okay. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> oh lord I, I want to know what about the lion going to the movie like who in the hell was trying to bring a lion to a movie theater that made us like no we ain't doing this no more <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that story hey, hey that that's his you know what's those people that have support animals that's his support animal was a lion he felt he felt very scared all the time, and with that lion, he felt brave, so he needed it to go to the movies. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is 53. We we got we get updates on um certain places and stuff like that. Um and, and Air, like areas or I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say right now but we get updates on like all the listeners and we got a lot of listeners so we appreciate all of you who actually do sit here and listen to us and appreciate us and everything yes, else so keep listening because uh you make this exciting for us go follow all the Instagram spooks and crimes and uh that's it right bye <laughs>